Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Matt here, Braden here. Pumped to hang out with you again. And uh, if it's your first time, we're excited to have you as part of the tribe. And mm-hmm. uh, make sure you take advantage of lots of different episodes. There's episodes coming out every week, and there's lots in the past. Obviously, you can see. You got 120-something to go through. I mean, whenever we recorded this one, I'm not sure. But that's how many you have. So you got a lot of work ahead of you, but uh, it's good work. We expect it done in a month. <laughs> in a month. Yeah, that's right. We place expectations on our listeners. We case. do. If yeah. you're new, now you know. Yeah, you and, have to. <laughs> and if you've been around a while, now you know, because you also didn't know that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, I remember, I always remember when, when he's become a friend, but he's like, hey, do you put those out every week? He was asking me, I think we had 92 or something out. He's yeah. like, I listened to all of them in the last month. I'm like, what? Oh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. incredible. So it's yeah. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, he got first prize. Yeah, no, I'm, we're excited to chat today about, about our fantasies, about deconstructing our fantasies. I think in every fantasy, there's a heart playing in the background. So that's why we did that. Maybe I'm the only one. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, I guess I'm the only one. Hey, we got to use some sound effects today. This is great. This is awesome. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Braden's fantasy coming true right before yeah. our ears. Yeah, that's right. right. Here. Play his soundboard right to his side. He's got all these noises. It's great. And, uh, anyways, okay, enough with the corniness, eh? Let's get helpful. Let's, <laughs> let's, that's right. Let's stop fooling around here. I was on a podcast recording yesterday. 
and they, like on somebody else's podcast and I was going over just I mean briefly some of the stuff briefly and he, he was a counselor he was saying he's like counselors aren't trained in this stuff like counselors don't we don't like we talk about pornography but mm-hmm. we don't go deep into a person's fantasy life and we don't know the connection between different traumas and events in their life and pain and and and, and desires and stuff like that that show up in fantasies and so mm-hmm. When I was going through a little bit, he's like, man, like counselors need to know this stuff. And so we were just thinking um, that it's been a while since we talked about fantasies and it's come up in different groups lately too, just the importance of understanding where they come from. And so we want to go through uh, like how we can identify why we have the fantasies we have. I ask so many people this and well, each person I talk to, I ask this too, because it, it reveals so much of what goes yeah. on in our mind and in our heart and and our desires and whether or not our desires are healthy or they're not healthy. And and it really gives us a roadmap to healing. And so we want to kind of deconstruct our fantasies today and share a little bit about where they come from. Mm. And we're going to go through four kind of key areas. There might be other outliers uh, as well, but four kind of areas that these might fall into. Um, and this is interesting because, you know, a fantasy, often we don't talk about these things and it's actually a link or a signal or maybe even um, an indicator in our lives of something of what, what maybe our porn or symptom is linked to. And, and that's really powerful to learn some of these things. It's empowering as well, because if you know kind of what the link is here, what, what it is linked to, that's when we can start really um, communicating that to others in healing. And not only that, but invite Jesus into those moments. And God knows all these areas anyway, but there's something powerful about us verbalizing it, expressing it, recognizing it in our own life because God knows it. But if we don't recognize it, often we don't see any healing really come to fruition because we've buried it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. We put up walls and boundary markers all around our fantasy or the links to whatever that is linked to, our fantasies linked to, because we don't want to go there. And that actually impedes our healing and our, our journey in, into growth and freedom. So we talking about fantasy is really key hinge in our healing journey. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's like you say, it's an indicator of what goes on in our heart. That was really well put. So... So the four um, sources of our, of our fantasies or maybe the origin story of our fantasy is, here we go. So number one, there's unfulfilled desires that lead to fantasy. And we'll go through all of these in depth, but I'll just list them out. Number two, there's an over or under nurtured um, childhood. Typically it's in childhood. I guess you could be over and under nurtured in different uh, mm-hmm. times of life. But the third one is sexual abuse. Um, and so it comes from sexual abuse that we've gone through and that leads to fantasy in one of two ways and so we can go through that and then the fourth is early sexual experiences whether that's with pornography or um or more commonly i would say with with individuals with real life um, individuals in our early sexual experiences and so these events that we have in our lives they mark us Mm -hmm. and and it leads to fantasy when we get older as a as a young person and so we just think man i struggle with porn i gotta be porn But a lot of um, pain in our heart is revealed when we go into the fantasy world. Um, and so we have to we have to identify that so that we can know the way to healing. Because like Brad and saying, it's all about healing. If we quit porn, but we don't get a, get a healthy heart, yeah. we might just fall right back. Yeah, that's right. So 
if you're hearing those and you're you're trying to think about what that might mean for you, we have some story actually that people through the program, through Pure Freedom have kind of shared. And of course, we're changing names here to, to protect, uh, to keep them anonymous. But, you know, these are things we can learn from and we'll share some from our own story as well too. But unfulfilled desires, let's go there first. So in this area, of course, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Unfulfilled, things that we hoped for, maybe wanted, things that we are longing for and it's just not, it's out of reach or it never happened or, you know, things in our past where we wanted something so badly and we never got that uh, maybe in our adult life as well. And that triggered something else that happened in our childhood or um, in our formative years as well. Um, so Matt, what's some kind of stories that you've heard in Unfulfilled Desires that can kind of teach us? Well, I remember one of the first one was the, one of the first ones I heard early on in the ministry was the guy who, who constantly wanted this certain sexual act with his wife and she was pretty questionable about it and, and never wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they would have sex, but he would always in his head be wanting this one thing that she wouldn't do. And so he's like, man, I struggle with porn. I always am watching this one thing in porn. And so for different people, it's different sexual acts. This has come up a lot where there's unfulfilled desires based on a sexual act that you want. And there's different, obviously, um, acts that people crave. But but this this often will get in our heads through like it could be like a joke that somebody made or so, or like mm-hmm. we hear a story as a teenager of another of a friend who experienced something and you're like oh man that'd be fun and so then you want that you get married and your wife yeah. doesn't want to do it or your husband doesn't want to do it it could be from from experiences that you had and so as we go through this you'll see like some of the some fantasies there's there's a couple different factors and so an early sexual experience which was the fourth one that I listed that could create this desire in you where you did something that you really enjoyed, but now you're married and your spouse doesn't want to do it. So it's this desire that's going unfulfilled. And so when, when we hold on to this, it becomes almost an idol. Well, I wouldn't say an idol, almost an idol. It becomes an idol. hundred percent. Yeah. Where it's like, this is the thing that I want and that I crave. And if I were to ever experience this, then I'd be satisfied. Yeah. And so you just constantly want that. And so it leaves you not being satisfied with your wife, with your husband, with your spouse. And so we've got to really understand that unfulfilled desires are things, it's an opportunity to surrender and how to learn, to learn how to surrender. And, uh, And to go one step further, even sometimes in marriage, there's things that you do do. Like maybe, I mean, you could just talk about intercourse. Like maybe you just desire intercourse in the moment but your spouse is away or your spouse says no or they're sleeping or tired or sick or whatever. Well, in that moment, yeah, sure, it's maybe something that you've had or that you could have in the future, but in that moment, it's an unfulfilled desire. And so knowing that then, you have a desire. And so you got to go, okay, how can I be filled now? How can my heart be filled with peace or with things that I actually do enjoy? Um, That, I think, depends on having a relationship with God where he can come and fill you. And you can have joy and peace, but but it's a turning of the mind away from okay, this is the idol that I have that's going to yeah. satisfy me. Instead, going okay, I'm going to lay this down right now, and I'm still going to choose to be okay because there's actually a lot of blessing in my life. Yeah, really well said, and that fits in line, I think, with how God works. We were talking about this before we came on, but God never removes something from us necessarily. What He'll do is He'll work through it, mm-hmm. and so whatever you're feeling, sometimes we want that removed from our life, and that's what we pray. We pray, God, take this from me. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with life because of this. And when God's response is often very different than what we are praying for, we instead He wants to work through that. 
And um, to give you an example, I mean, to give you two examples, but we had Drew Boa on our podcast a while back and he shared his fantasies about girls with braces. And this was in his formative years. Um, he had desire because he was going to a new school and he wasn't seen. No one knew him. And the girls at that stage of, of school were wearing braces. And so he wasn't seen by them. He wasn't known by them. And so as he got older, his desire sexually was linked to that, you know, braces. And was it about braces? No, it was about what happened in his life at that point. It was unfulfilled desire that was living in his world. And so he acted out because of that. So I've had examples of this too in my own life. Sometimes it's it's tied to emotional stuff, an emotion that was that occurred in your life. I remember I felt rejection. I shared this a while back on a podcast, but I had a hockey coach in front of the whole team absolutely tear a strip off of me after I had a bad game. And no one defended me, no one protected me, no one stood up for me. And I felt absolutely rejected and hurt, alone and isolated. So whenever I feel the emotion of rejection, and moving into porn when I was struggling and battling, um, rejection was a trigger for me. And so I'd want to feel better. And I didn't know that it was linked to, to this, but my fantasies came about because of this. So I had fantasies where I was seen, I wasn't rejected, I was accepted. You know, and, and in the fantasy world that gets twisted and it's absolutely distorted where you think the woman on the screen or whatever's going on, you're being accepted in that moment. And that's the lie. We're going to talk about lies, but, um, you know, so that was an unfilled, fulfilled desire for me. And I didn't link it to that point. I didn't know that until I started dealing with some of these fantasies and understanding what the link was. And that was what I was linked to that moment when I felt absolutely embarrassed and rejected. Yeah. And that's so important to understand your emotions and where that comes from. And those desires, like you're saying, that's huge. There's a, there's a man in pure freedom who it doesn't have the greatest relationship with his wife and he wouldn't mind me saying that it's uh it's just not what he wants and so there's not sex like he, i don't know it's been a long time since they've had a healthy sex life like years and years and so the porn that he struggles with like he'll go he'll go weeks or months without and then he falls back and he's like ah it's like it's always i look up women seducing men because mm. i ha- i want to be sexually desired and i'm not desired my wife doesn't right. desire me Right, and so it's his unfulfilled desire. He wants to be sexually desired by his wife, and he's not. And so, what does he fantasize about? Women desiring men and chasing men and pursuing them. Yeah. And so, we've got to really be aware of that. I remember God spoke that to me one time. He's like, "You want to be sexually desired," mm. and I was like, "Oh, okay. This is where this is coming from." It was really cool. It was like a light bulb moment for me. Yeah. And that's a, I think, side note: importance of having a relationship with God too, and <laughs> knowing His voice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But he, he will want to fill our desires and think Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so if you can go, okay, this is my desire right now. My desire is to feel accepted or to get attention or to feel connection, man, he, he can give you that. And Mm -hmm. so learning, this is the solution part to this is when you can identify, okay, this is my desire whether it's a, or if it's a sexual act, okay, I'm going to lay this down. God, I'm sorry that I was saying that this is going to give me fulfillment or satisfaction in life. Actually, I want to get that from you. And so you're lying in bed and you're struggling, but you're like, God, thank you so much for your presence in my life that you can come and you can fill me and I'm going to receive your peace. Or if the connection or the desire is connection, well, God, thank you that you are here with me and you, you praise God for that. And it's like an act of receiving like his presence that fills your desires. And, you know, one of the things you can do, a tool we've talked about, um, and some of these moments as you recognize them, uh, reflective prayer is a really great tool 
and you're wondering what does reflective prayer mean? And we're getting to the solution aspects here, but inviting Jesus into those moments. So those moments that whatever you felt or whatever you're going through, God was very present. And that might be hard to acknowledge because maybe it was a hard moment, but the grace and the love that was available for you in that moment is still there for you now. And what I mean by that is maybe pray into that moment and ask Jesus what, where he was, what was going on, what his heart is for you in that moment. And the healing that you can receive in that is powerful because that shows the full picture. You don't have a, Matt said this before, you don't have a, you have an incomplete memory of those moments and a fully complete memory is knowing that Jesus was there with you. And when you see that, when you know that it changes and it, it just gives you a different perspective and there's healing available for you in that moment because God wants to speak to you about those moments. So there's a little bit of a solution for you that you can engage in as some reflective prayer. Ask God where he was and listen, just listen. You may not get an answer right away because sometimes we built up so many barriers and we're just noisy people. Our, our minds are noisy. And so you have to kind of quiet yourself and, and really listen and take some practice in this, like take time, um, learn more about this too. You can, but this is something you can engage with in some of these areas to just see where God was in these moments. And, and it's helped me definitely. Oh yeah. Reflective prayers, listening to God's voice. It's huge. It's so, so powerful. And so, yeah, just to summarize those solutions, I would say, this like do what Braden said. That's the first thing. Is like, okay, God, where are you in this memory? Where are you in this fantasy? I remember one time I was, I was really struggling for. Oh, it was a couple minutes. It wasn't like a day, but, but it was like it was a strong urge. This is uh, six months ago, maybe six, seven months ago, mm-hmm. and and I was out in a coffee shop, and I saw this picture on Facebook of a girl who I know she yeah. she cheated on her husband, and. And so, and I know both spouses. And so then I saw this picture and of her, and then I started picturing in my mind her with this other man Mm -hmm. and it started this fantasy and I started like picturing what it would be like to, to be in that environment. Right. And so I was like, oh man. And I had this urge for like, it was a couple minutes, like I say, but I prayed and I said, God, where are you in this fantasy? I want to, I want to know where you are in this room. So I'm picturing this room with these two people and all of a sudden I saw this big heart, like when you like something on social media, like the heart comes up. It was this big heart that dropped into this room from above. And all I could see in my mind's eye was a heart that filled up this room. And it was mm-hmm. like God's heart overwhelmed the whole scene. And that's all I could see yeah. was God's love. And so reflective prayer or inviting God into that that memory or the the fantasy, the picture that you're thinking about, that is so powerful because then I'm like, oh man, God's love is for me. It's for that girl. It's for that guy. His heart must break for what's going on. He wants his love to overwhelm that room. And so then you start thinking about that. It literally like totally took my urges away. Like it crushed the fantasy. Totally. And so just that was a long summary. But to summarize, the first thing when you have unfulfilled desires, talk to God. Hey, I want, or where are you? I want you to fill Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, if you don't hear anything from God, that's okay. Praise him. Worship him. Thank him for the desire that you have. Okay, I want peace. I want connection. I want love. Thank him for that. Okay, thank you, God, that you do love me. Thank you that you're with me right now. Thank you for that. You're the Prince of Peace, Jesus. And I don't know what that means, but I just believe that you have peace for me. Totally. And start praising him for that. And it starts to become real. And and mm. and, and so think about like, if you have a fantasy, you're looking for some sort of satisfaction. 
This is a principle and God will satisfy you. That's right. He wants to satisfy. He is able to. Mm-hmm. And so we need to receive from him so that he can satisfy us. That's right. And he can help you identify maybe what that key emotional word is that you're looking for. Like I gave you an example of my hockey coach. You know what I wanted in that moment was acceptance. I just right. wanted acceptance. Yeah. And so when I'm looking at porn, you know, I don't maybe recognize that, but the, the, the emotional need that I'm trying to get filled is acceptance. So when I can see that, hey, rejection was the core kind of wounding that occurred to me in that moment, and it might be tied to some other things, and I know that I'm desiring acceptance, I can pray about that. I can ask God, you know, about how he accepts me. What does that mean? What does that look like? Show me, Jesus, what acceptance looks like. And God's going to work in that. And it takes time for sure. Cause sometimes I said, we're noisy people. We got a lot of stuff in our life that sometimes blocks us, but God piece by piece can remove those things and show you, you know, what acceptance looks like in, in my case. And for you, it might be another emotional word or core wounding that occurred, but that's a key thing. Identify what is your unfulfilled desire? What is that centered around? What's the emotion connected to that desire? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because sometimes I, I ask God that. I'm like, what am I desiring right now? Mm-hmm. And I just sit and just listen. Like, no. it's not anything profound. It's just I get a thought. I do, well, word comes to mind. Yeah. It's not a booming voice. If you're questioning, how do you hear God? It's not this booming voice. You just ask a question and go silent. Totally. And what comes to mind? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a really good point is you can ask God and he'll help you identify what your desire is. There's a there's a man who is single, and because I've talked about in marriage with unfulfilled desires, but there's a man who is single in pure freedom, and he was going, I just want to know what it's like to have passionate married sex with someone you love. Right. And so he wouldn't search up like raunchy things. He would search up sex scenes with like passionate right. ma- lovemaking. Yes. Right? right. And so he would, lovemaking, is that making love? My 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 uh, premarital counselor, he would always say, "I don't say making love, I say love making." So it just came out of me. Oh I man, that's one half of a dozen, and the other. Oh, I don't even know the phrase. There, yeah, let's edit that out, yeah. <laughs> or we'll keep it in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Again, that's just semantics, is what I'm trying to say. I'm mean, on my end, anyway. <laughs> oh man, we're not the brightest people. We're no. we're okay. But <laughs> I speak English good. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So he was always wanting to know, um, what's it like? I want to know what it's like to be married and have this passionate sex. And so he would search this up and that was a stronghold for him, right? It was an idol. Like, okay, I'm, I want to be married. I'm older. I want this. I've never had this. And so that was a real stronghold. But with all of fantasies, I got to remember this principle, get it out. Mm. You got to talk about it. Find someone safe to talk to. If yeah. there's no one safe, go to restoredministries.ca and book a cleansing hour. You can talk to us and we can just pray with you. And we can, I mean, this is stuff that nothing is going to surprise us. There might be things that are new that we've never heard before, but there's a couple of us that do cleansing hours. But there's nothing's going to surprise us because, I mean, there's so many different things out there that people struggle with and that Satan will put into our minds and mm-hmm. create these strongholds. And so, yeah, I mean, sometimes fantasies can be pretty nerve-wracking or embarrassing to talk about because it's hard enough to say you struggle with porn but then when it's like incestual porn or same-sex porn or with animals like all that stuff or there's child porn which there's legal things of course and that adds another element of hesitation but but it's it's nerve-wracking to get it out but once you get it out i mean i've had people that are like like shaking and almost crying because they are so nervous about saying that they watch incest porn but 
I mean, that's one of the most common things. That's right. <laughs> like step parents and step kids is oh. one of the most common ones. Yes, that's and, right. And so with ev- with every fantasy, you got to get it out. That's one of the principles uh-huh. is you got to find someone to talk to. Yeah. And um, and so this man did that. He's like, I'm single. I want to know what it's like. And so once he got it out, we were able to speak into him and say, like, this is actually really, really harmful because in marriage, you all, all of a sudden get married and it's not what the movies show. Yeah. And there's going to be work and there's going to be disappointment there. And so I had another guy recently, and I could relate to this too, but he said to me, he's like, I never fantasized about like being promiscuous and stuff when I was single. I wasn't. I saved myself. But once I got married, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I started fantasizing about all these girls and all these things and like going back, oh, I wish I did this when I was in college. Right. And he started thinking about that once he got married. And so I think it's the desire. What's the desire is you want excitement or like spontaneity with your sex life. Yeah. Because when you're single, you're like, it's going to be awesome when I get married. Mm-hmm. And then you're married and it's like, oh, this is a lot of work. And then it's like, oh, but I want the awesome, like the fun thing. Yes. That yeah. may, Oh, I should have done that when I was single. Yeah. And so the, what's the desire? It's like you want the spontaneity or the adventure or the, the fun or whatever. So. You got to identify that because there's a lot of different unfulfilled desires, but what's the emotion that you're wanting and what are the things that you maybe have to lay down? Mm -hmm. And there is power in, as you said, expressing it, saying it, getting it out. And if you're like, I don't know about that. I don't know why. why." Like I've actually seen people physically have indicators, like manifestation almost in the sense of like a woman expressed something and there was um, um, blotching on her skin. The pain that was coming out when she was expressing something was revealed in some of the physical attributions that were occurring on her. And so there, this is real. This is a thing. Like when you say something, you get it out there, there is a release. Um, sometimes it takes longer than a moment, but the, when you do that, you are open anyway to letting go releasing breathing it out and and it's really important to do that i mean we can't limit that it's so powerful to be able to get it out of your hiddenness and and um the places that you've created that you don't want people to see that just breaks so much uh of shame and even breaks chains in your life really and god works in that so we can't we can't discount how important that is it really is that's right so we're talking lots about these these desires. Brad, and you're the marriage guy. Are fantasies about our, our spouses good? <laughs> That's a great question. And I'm not putting myself or setting myself up as an expert in this uh, in any way, but I'll supply some common sense to this, uh, some wisdom if we have it. <laughs> <clears throat> so I think that thinking about your wife sexually is a really good God-given thing. It binds you to your wife. You you think of the moments you've had with her, um, um, the powerful moments of sex that you had with her. That's great. That's good. It's not like God says, don't think about those things. Don't um, go back to them. No, no, not at all. That's really good. <clears throat> I think where it crosses a line though, is when you create someone that looks like your wife in your fantasy that isn't your wife where you're you're doing things with her that maybe you've seen on the screen porn um, or you're doing things that she never would do in the sense that she isn't comfortable and so you're going to create someone in your mind that will do that for you and that's when it becomes dangerous and maybe damaging and destructive because you now that's what the definition of what a fantasy is is you're trying to control something that you're not able to see happen in real life so you're going to create this world where you're getting some need met, 
Whereas when you think about your wife and you remember those moments, you take those good mental pictures of a sexual experience you had with her or a desire you have for her. And you're thinking about that and going back to that's good. But when it becomes something else, now you're going to become discontented with your wife, the real wife right before you. And maybe you stop pursuing her. Maybe you go to fantasy first now and masturbation because, hey, you've created something in your mind that doesn't exist, but that's what makes you feel good. That's where you feel that dopamine dump, that rush, um, and that's where you're, you're going to go to when you're maybe feeling a little bit dissatisfied with real world, real life. You're going to go there first now instead of talking to your wife about it, saying, hey, babe, like we need to, we need to maybe have a little more spontaneity in our sex life or, hey, could we talk about maybe an area that you're not satisfied or maybe I'm not satisfied? You stop having those conversations because you've gone to fantasy now. And so that's where um, I would draw the line so anything you want to add to that too (laughs) yeah i mean that was really good just want to encourage you yeah think about them like yeah uh, sex is a gift from god they're supposed to be the one that you think about that you dream about Mm -hmm. god jesus says to not think lustfully about a woman you're not married to yeah but you can think i mean the kids in song songs they're like dreaming about Mm -hmm. each other and they're desiring each other and that's a good God-given thing. And, you know, when we say lust, what we mean is um, a a strong, good desire. Um, I think lust can transport into the bad region when it becomes self-serving and selfish. Um, um, But with your wife, the, the wife of your youth, the wife that God has given you, he's given you her first to serve, but also to enjoy. It says right in scripture, enjoy the wife of your youth. So what does that mean? Yeah. And you, you do enjoy her. You have those moments of intimacy and sex with her that are awesome, but you can also think about those times, enjoy those times, hold on to those times, take mental pictures. Um, You have good images in your mind of your wife that God has given you. It's not like you have to forget those things. No, absolutely not. Enjoy them, right? And so that's really, really key. Uh, And so that's where you want to camp out for sure. Totally. And let that drive you to love them and to pursue them and Mm -hmm. not just pursue them with selfish intention, but pursue them and just, yeah, think about how could I make them feel special right now? Yeah. Instead of letting it drive you to masturbation and think, oh, at least I did it to my wife. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Uh, let it let it bring you together. Like Paul says, hey, don't come apart except for a time of prayer and fasting, mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 7. And then he says, but not for too long because you got to come back together to resist sexual temptation so that temptation doesn't overtake you. And so he doesn't say like, ah, just think about them and go masturbate yeah. and so that you can continue prayer and fasting. He's like, no, if there's temptation that's going to lead you astray, come back together mm-hmm. and do it together. And yeah. so let your fantasies bring you together and learn how to learn how to serve them and love them and, and treasure them. So That's right. And one of the things I know that we see this often, um, there's a push in the world to understand that there's um, fantasy can be linked to this buildup of desire in your life and eventually it just pours out in either masturbation and other areas. So if you're, you have the desire and pa- passion building up with inside of you, we need to switch from masturbation and fantasy over to our wife. And so you need to move over to those areas because God has given us a spouse to fulfill those desires and to talk to them about it when you have it and to to mutually do that with each other and gratify those sexual desires that you have in marriage. And so, yeah, this buildup, well, that's what, you know, marriage is one of the beautiful things is we present our needs to each other in a, not a self-serving way, but in a way that is loving and kind and where we can meet each other's needs. And what a beautiful picture that God has given us for marriage in that. So 
just know that like when the buildup is happening and that, that can be sometimes all we've known is, well, okay, I got to masturbate to release this. And we've talked about this on other podcasts and then we talked about blue balls and all that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go listen to that. That's on Mythbusters. I can't mm-hmm. remember which episode, but no, that's where we have to go to our, our spouse. That was from Mythbusters, right? That's the Mythbusters <laughs> that's, sound. That's right. Yeah, copyrighted Mythbusters. <laughs> exactly. Scary sound effect. <laughs> so here's here's what we want you to do. If you're married, let those thoughts go drive you to love your spouse. Mm-hmm. Who knows what will happen? At the very least, you're there to love them. Make them feel special. But if you're struggling with unfulfilled desires, we hope that this has helped. And come back next week for the next three. We're going to dive deep into the next three sources of of our fantasy. And we're sure that it's going to help you out. So God bless and we'll chat soon. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.